This is the Expedition Retirement Podcast with Greg Ayler from Golden Reserve. Climbing that mountain to retirement is only the first step. Do you have what you need to get down Retirement Mountain? You look at somebody and say, I want you to help me with my investments. I want my my money to go up. I want you to help me with taxes. I get all that. But then there's the area of estate planning. What happens if you're gone or what happens if you're here and you want to build a will and a trust and things like that? So a lot of people will avoid that or they feel that they don't need that. So we're going to many times I've, I've thought of these guys as Matt and Foggy from Daredevil. That's that's my two attorneys here. But today we're going to make Mythbusters out of you, too. OK, remember the team. TV show Mythbusters. Oh, my gosh. I'd like to think that we're a little bit better looking, but, um, you know, the bar's pretty low. But, yes, I remember Mythbusters. All right. So, Tim, tell me this. I, I know that a lot of people feel I don't need this. I don't need I don't have enough money to justify an estate plan because I'm just I, I, I've just saved for retirement. I'm humble old me. I've been working my whole life. I got a house. I got a car. I got some savings. I don't need that. That's for rich people. Let's talk through that one. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of people think estate planning is just about assets. And really, it's about a lot more than that. When we're dealing with younger folks who are maybe climbing up the mountain, as we say here, you know, they may have guardianship issues, they have little kids, maybe they have a life insurance policy, it still means that they need to do some planning, because if something happened to them, they became incapacitated, or of course, if they passed away, they don't want to leave a mess, you know, they don't want to leave a young person, you know, without some planning in place. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I would, you know, strongly disagree with that myth that it's just for rich people. Certainly they need plans, but really anyone who is uh, 18 years old should have some at least foundational documents in place. Greg, I once heard somebody say that if you have a house or even a car, you need an estate plan. You need something that says, if I'm gone, this is where this goes. Your wishes are down on paper. Yeah, I, I think that's probably right. I mean, I'd ask people, do they care at all about where their stuff goes and how much they'll lose if they don't plan? Do you care? Do you care that your kids will get, you know, 25 cents on the dollar? Do you care that you could lose your assets to the nursing home? Or do you care if Uncle Sam gets another 50% of your assets? If you don't care about any of those things or you don't care that your kids will fight over your state, if you don't care about all of those issues, then don't do anything, sure. <laughs> but, if you, but if you actually want to, you know, provide some direction, and, you know, what gets missed, Randy, here is it's not always about dollars. It's about really helping people navigate a terrible situation. This is the worst day of most likely your kids or your spouse's life. And to compound it with not providing direction on healthcare issues or where your assets go or, or who's in charge or who's the executor, who's the trustee, a lot of this is just providing a, you know, instructional roadmap, if you will, on what needs to happen mm -hmm. if something bad eventually does happen, which it will, Randy. It's inevitable that we will all pass away. And we need to make sure that our spouse, because that's the person that a lot of times this gets dumped to, you know, it's not always the kids. A lot of times, you know, the poor spouse is sitting there with, you know, their husband, a lot of times who was taking care of all the, the finances or dealing with all the legal stuff. And all of a sudden there's an unexpected passing. And now all this stuff dumps to this person and they're already dealing with the departure of a loved one. And now they're like, well, what do you mean? I don't have a will, or I need to update my trust. I don't know what any of these accounts are. And 
the guidance that kind of carries you through these tough times are those estate planning and those elder care law attorneys who are really the support structure that aren't just legally there, but to answer all the strange questions that you're going to have throughout that process of how to update, you know, insurance policies or bank accounts or car titles or trailer titles, all these things just compound stress. And if you have someone in your corner, you know, that's really what it's all about is having that team to help navigate these tough times. You're listening to Expedition Retirement today with Greg Ayler, of course, and Tim Stallings here as well from Ayler Stallings. And we're talking through some of the myths that have to do with estate planning. And this is one that I brought up before, and it just makes Greg go into a nervous twitch. He goes into a kind of a tick here when I say this. If I have a will, I don't have to worry about probate. So, Tim, talk to me about that. A will doesn't solve all the problems, does it? No, it doesn't. You know, a will is a piece of an estate plan. It's certainly a good start. Um, But a lot of people believe that a will avoids that court proceeding, which we call probate. The reality is it doesn't. A will is simply you documenting who you want to raise your kids if you have minor children and, of course, who gets your stuff when you pass away. But really setting up the will is the easy part. All the work and the time and the cost is when someone passes away. So, you know, probate is something we look to avoid. And certainly we say it all the time around here. A will is not a plan. Mm -hmm. You know, a will is just your uh, what you want to happen when you pass away. What happens if you don't have a will, Tim? Oh, great question. So if you don't have a will, there's something called intestacy law. So it varies a little bit state by state. But in Ohio, if you don't have a will, Ohio has rules on who gets your stuff. So if you have a significant other or friend you want to get anything, that's certainly not covered through Ohio's testacy law. The way it's set up, it's it's based on whether you're married and have children. If the uh, spouse that you leave behind is the parent of your children or not, there's some different fractions that are involved. But needless to say, rarely is it exactly what our clients want when they start to understand what happens. If they can't find any relatives, then it goes all back to the state. So there's billions of unclaimed funds for folks that didn't do planning. Unbelievable. Okay, so that's a will. Now talk to me about a trust. Uh, The next myth on the list here is that if I have a trust, that will avoid estate tax. And Greg, that's not necessarily true either, is it? Not anymore. I mean, there was a time back in Ohio where Ohio did have an estate tax, and and people remember when they had to use what they call a credit shelter trust and a marital trust, and it was kind of complicated to get a certain amount in that bucket. You know, there was a $338,000 amount, and then there's a half a million dollar amount, and those things accounted to about $20,000 worth of tax savings if you had the right trusts in place. But in Ohio, at least, there is no estate tax, so then you have to kind of bump it up to the next level and go to the federal state tax. And over the last, Tim, how long has it been? About a decade? Seems like it. It's yeah, been a while. It's been a while. They have been astronomically high. I mean, we're talking north of $10 million a person. And that's just a big freaking number mm-hmm. uh, for most people. Those kind of people aren't usually the retirees that we're working with. So federal estate tax isn't really an issue anymore. And even if it was, they had a thing that they passed ah, back in, I'm blanking here, when did portability come into play, Tim? Gosh, Probably about the same time. Around maybe 2000. 15, 16, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Well, anyways, portability means that you can just fill out a form now. You don't need a trust to maximize your exemption from a federal estate tax standpoint so that this form can now be completed and doesn't require a trust either when it comes to planning against the federal estate tax. But the federal estate tax is a pretty big number. You know, it's, I think, 40%, right? 
Yeah, forty cents on the dollar. That's a lot, right, Randy? So for those high net earners and those big those big accounts, you need to make sure you're getting ahead of this. But for us and everyday retirees, you know, that's why we tell people our tax planning doesn't circle around estate tax. You know, we want to make sure things like capital gains tax that people are preserving their step up in capital gains when they transfer assets to their kids, so that you know, hopefully they're not getting a you know a carried over basis. So if they sell it, they're getting a bigger tax bill when it comes to their IRAs. That's usually where all of our estate planning focuses on is that we're hoping they understand that their IRA is their largest debt in retirement and that we need to find ways to get it out there as cheap as possible. Well, one of the things on this list here as we wrap up this segment is, and I didn't understand this, that number after 2025, estates over $5 million are expected to pay that 40% estate tax, as you said. But it's not just your accounts. That's not just your 401ks and your IRAs and your all these things. This adds up to your property, your house, your insurance policies, everything that somebody has and is sending down to you. And that can get up there above a million, two million, and maybe even close to $5 million when you talk about maybe a family farm and some some uh, equipment and buildings and all that goes along with that. So that $5 million number for many people might be within reach. Yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised of what's going on here. And to me, there was a time, Randy, where they were going to bump it down to a million. I think that's kind of a scary thing. And, and, you know, Tim just passed over a note. Tim, you want to share what's happened in 2026? Yeah, after 2025, it is scheduled to sunset back to the $6 million mark. So okay. that certainly is going to bring uh, more people into play, particularly in Ohio, where we have landowners with mm-hmm. real estate going up in value and people not realizing their net worth's creeping up there who could. And I hate to say this, but, you know, Randy, the, the cold reality is dead people don't vote. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're going to go after taxes, a state tax has always been kind of a shady way of backdooring into additional dollars. And I think that could be an easy grab. If our debt continues to skyrocket, and, you know, they already kind of have been praying over the second generation IRAs. And I think when that kind of well runs dry, they're going to start looking at estate taxes all over again pretty hard because in the past, that's something that, you know, hasn't really affected a lot of their political kind of jargon, if you will. And it's real money, Randy. Imagine they, you know, they come in and say, all right, it's going to affect everybody no matter what. And it's 20 cents on the dollar. And, you know, these are things that are really, you know, plausible realities that people write about all the time of what will happen if, you know, we can't start cutting into this debt a little faster. I think a quick reflection on the estate tax, if you look back in the 40s, when we were fighting world wars, the estate tax or debt tax was as high as 80 cents on the dollar. So it's been done before, you know, within the last hundred years and somebody has got to pay off all this debt. So I think Greg's point is, is a great one that once they are done collecting on, you know, IRA taxes and a lot of the things they've done the last couple of years to change the rules and, and get more revenue for the IRS than federal estate tax probably next on the agenda. So, Greg, when we talk about building a roadmap for retirement, we have the four boulders, market risk, taxes, fees, long-term care. The idea of an estate plan isn't one of our four boulders here. So when you sit down and talk to somebody and the dominoes start to fall and you say, do you have this? Do you have this? And we get all that in place on the four boulders. Then the next discussion is what we're talking about here today, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's great. I'm glad you said that because really at the bottom of the mountain is when we deal with the legacy planning. So ironically, we do talk about it. It's just at the end. We want to make sure the four boulders are addressed because those are things that are happening during your life. So we want to make sure that we're focusing on you and your retirement goals. But at the end, to put a bow on it, all of our plans do you know address and make sure that there is a legacy plan. We call that kind of the last piece, which is all of the appropriate legal documents that when you pass away, your stuff goes where you want. Thanks for listening to the Expedition Retirement Podcast with Greg Ayler. To get your complimentary roadmap for retirement, call 855-546-2074. That's 855-546-2074. Or go to getyourroadmap.com. Investment advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives at Golden Reserve RIA, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed are not designed nor intended to be applicable to any person's individual circumstances. It should not be considered as investment advice, nor does it constitute a recommendation that anyone engage in or refrain from a particular course of action. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Golden Reserve is licensed in your state, please contact their office. Golden Reserve RIA, LLC, Golden Reserve LLC, Golden Reserve Tax LLC, and Ayler Stallings LLC are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Legal services offered by Ayler Stallings LLC. Tax services offered through Golden Reserve Tax LLC. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through licensed professionals at Golden Reserve LLC, NPN Insurance License Number 1655411.